It's time to get inside the Giants huddle. Let's go back to your huddle. On Giants.com. Tempo, tempo, tempo. And the Giants mobile app. Go, 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 go. Part of the Giants podcast network. Welcome to the Giants Huddle Podcast for this rapid reaction to the Giants-Buccaneers game. I'm Madeline Burke, joined by Sean O'Hara. But first, a reminder that the Giants Huddle Podcast can be found on the Giants app at Giants.com slash podcasts and an all-popular podcast platforms. Now, joined by Sean O'Hara. Sean, this was a tough one for the Giants. Monday Night Football headed down to Tampa, fell to the Buccaneers 30-10. to Where do we begin with this one? Yeah, good question. I, I'll i say this. Leading up to this game, there was a couple of things that kind of stood out to me. Number one, I don't know when is a good time to play Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're defending Super Bowl champions. Um, you know, their offense is high-powered, but certainly not after they've lost two games in a row and Tom Brady had one of his worst performances that you can remember in the last couple of years. They just got knocked off by Washington, who has a backup quarterback in Taylor Heineke. Last week, um, Tom threw, you know, a couple of bad interceptions, and you know that that's not exactly what what you want if you're the Giants. But to go down there and the Giants coming off of their bye week, you thought, hey, maybe there would be some life, maybe there would be some new wrinkles, maybe there would be some new energy. And as much as it, you know, felt like there were, hey, they're going to get off to a good start. The opening drive of the game, I mean, Tampa Bay literally marched down the field and scored a touchdown, and it was like, okay. Uh, this is not exactly how you envisioned the start. Um, I think offensively, you knew that there had to be some big plays. There had to be some explosive plays, whether it was through a gadget. We saw Kadarius Toney throw a football to, to Darius Slayton. Had a chance to complete that. There was a flag on that play. It looked like, all right, the Giants are going to get a, a big play out of that, and then the, the penalties picked up. So you knew you were going to have to come up with some explosive points, and 10 points. Madeline, you're not going to win many football games only scoring 10 points. They needed more. The red zone continues to be the Bermuda Triangle for them. They just cannot seem to find a way. Um, I guess the answer now is just throw the ball to Andrew Thomas every time. Exactly, right? Because that was the bright spot. That was the one touchdown they had. Daniel Jones to Andrew Thomas from the two-yard line. But, hey, you know what? you got to get creative. you got to get in where you fit in. And uh, love to see that bright spot. But as you mentioned, you know, I mean, the Giants defense had no pass rush. Brady dropped back 46 times, zero sacks on Tom Brady. Um, you know, the offense for the Giants had a really hard time getting going. Saquon Barkley made his return. Um, you can see he, him still kind of working his way back into form. You know, it's it's like he wants to do a little bit more than he's fully ready to. Uh, and not saying that he's not healthy, but as you know, it takes a while to get back into game shape and game rhythm, and that takes some time. And you know, you see them getting creative. You know, uh, Kadarius Tony takes a wildcat snap, and as you mentioned, tosses a bomb to Darius Slayton. The official throws the flag, but picks it up. That's you know, kind of curious what what happened there too. Um, you know, Dory Jackson did get that interception. That's what led to that Andrew Thomas touchdown. The Giants got that points on the board, but going into the half, down seventeen ten, um, Giants won the toss. They deferred, so they're going to have the ball to start the second half. You're down one score starting the second half. They're driving. They get to the 25. It's fourth and one. They go for it. Things kind of fall apart there, and the Giants don't score another point in the game. And that fourth and one, a lot of fans are pointing to that, like, what happened there? Yeah, good question. I think a lot of people were saying, hey, uh, maybe you should take the points there, take the field goal. I was okay with the decision to go for it. You know, look, you're you're on the road. You're playing Tom Brady. It's the Bucks. 
you know that they can score, at, you know, at any at any given point. So go for it. I just I didn't love the play call. We've seen that play how many times? We've seen that play. It's a red zone play. They fake the play action to Saquon, and then they, they try to roll Daniel Jones out. His first read is Saquon in the flat, and Tampa Bay, their corner was waiting for him. He was literally waiting in the flat for Saquon to run out. Everybody was covered. Um, and I think that that play call in itself really just set them back. It definitely it felt like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe. Not that they, oh, they didn't get the fourth down conversion. It was that's the play call. That's what we're going to with the game on the line. And the coach is saying, hey, go for it. I trust you to make a, a good call. That's what we're we're dealt with. So that was a very frustrating point. I, I think even at the end of the second, at the end of the first half, in the second quarter, the Giants, you know, they're driving at the end of, of, of that quarter. And Darius Slayton catches the ball. The Giants have another timeout. Like, know the, have some awareness. You catch that ball, you immediately go down and call timeout. And now you have a shot to maybe either throw a Hail Mary or maybe attempt a long field goal. I'm, I can't remember what yard line they were on right there, but he doesn't go down right away. He tries to run and he fumbles the ball. Tampa Bay gets the ball and then it's a it's a lost opportunity right before halftime. So, look, if the Giants would have been able to take a shot at the end zone, maybe hey, maybe something happens. Maybe you get a, a pass interference. Maybe you get some points out of that and then you get the ball back to start the second half and things are a little bit different. But um, it, that's just kind of been the way the Giants have been all year long, and they continually to find ways to, you know, they're all self-inflicted wounds. They find different ways to hurt themselves week in and week out. Yeah, well, and as you mentioned, too, that end of the first half, the Giants haven't been able to score in that time at all this year. The red zone's been a struggle, but so is that last couple minutes of the first half, and that's, you know, some pivotal time. That's a momentum changer and a momentum builder, and then coming out of the locker room and not being able to finish on that drive as well kind of took a little bit of the air out of the balloon for this team. Joe Judge was, you know, pretty emotional at the podium afterwards saying, you know what, my expectations are high. I'm not compromising them at all, but we should have to do a better job of putting these players in position to be successful. He's like, we have too many good players. It's just one of those things. It's it's kind of mind-boggling why it's not coming together better, in, in the, especially on a Monday night football game like this. Yeah, I feel like all season long we've been waiting for the Giants to be at full strength offensively, right? Kenny Galladay started out, he he had an injured hamstring, and, you know, then Saquon gets hurt, so he's not back out there. Um, you know, we're, they were still without Sterling Shepard, but you kind of felt like, all right, they've got Saquon back. They've got uh, Galladay back. Tony's back. He was banged up for a little while. Andrew Thomas came back, activated off of IR. So you kind of felt like, hey, you know, we've kind of got some more troops here. Um, the cavalry has shown up, and we're going to get some points out of it, and, and it didn't happen. Um, obviously, Joe Judge frustrated, as he should be. You know, I think he's always been very careful with not getting emotional after games and, and not kind of letting that show. But, look, he's human too, and I think he's got to be frustrated um, along with all the other coaches because this is what they love. This is their passion. Nobody puts in more time than the coaches. Look, we talk about players putting in time and watching films, saying, gosh, look, players are home having dinner with their wives, with their kids. Coaches are not. Coaches are FaceTiming their families. Like they, My O-line coach used to, to, to say goodbye to his kids on Monday morning as they went to school, and then he wouldn't see them sometimes till Wednesday night. So it's, it's a different life. The coaching life is tough. And yet I, I feel like, you know what, maybe they need to hear it. Maybe they need to hear some emotion out of dad. Maybe they need to hear Joe Judge come down on him and say, look, this is not to be tolerated. Like, you know, there there has to be some sort of consequence for the continued behaviors that 
are not being corrected. And, you know, I think that we're at that point in the season where we could see something like that. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's going to get tough. I mean, the Giants are going to be back at home next week. They've got a division opponent, the Philadelphia Eagles, coming to town. We've seen the way Jalen Hurts has really stepped into his own, uh, especially of late. The, the run game that the Eagles are coming with has been consistently dominating 200 yards on the ground in the last, what, three games now. Uh, this is not going to be an opponent to scoff at for the Giants, a division opponent, a very intense atmosphere, as these NFC East division games always are. I mean, if you're this coaching staff, this team, how do you pivot to this on a short week? Yeah, I think if you're Patrick Graham, it's a totally different game plan. Uh, the game plan against Tom Brady was, hey, don't give up the big play. We're playing a lot of zone coverage, cover to two high safeties. We're not blitzing. Um, you know, we're going to try to make Tom Brady be patient. And this game plan against Jalen Hurts, totally opposite. I, I think he's a young quarterback. Blitz him early, blitz him often give him things to think about the challenge is you know you just saw tom brady who's much more of a statue at the quarterback position jalen hurts much more athletic he had three rushing touchdowns i think 70 yards rushing um, against the saints who have a really good defense but yet tom brady scrambled for 11 yards against the giants so if tom brady can run for 11 yards you know look out jalen hurts i think him combined with Miles Sanders coming back, they've really done a great job up front. The Eagles offense line has been very physical. Jordan Mailata at left tackle, Lane Johnson at right tackle, Kelsey in at center. Uh, they've been they've been hurting a lot of defenses by running the football. So this will be a different game plan. Obviously, uh, the Giants missed Logan Ryan. It was clear not having him there against Tampa Bay um, definitely changed some of the things they were able to do. I think Julian Love. Um, you know, had some some big plays. He had, had a couple pass breakups, uh, but they also kind of took advantage of him uh, with Rob Gronkowski. So, look, I, I would look at Dallas Goddard, who just signed a new deal for the Eagles. He's kind of their number one target right now in the passing game. Um, that's got to be the uh, one of the focuses for the Giants' defense. Yeah, and Logan Ryan, of course, on COVID protocol after uh, being exposed and testing positive. Um, he's, you know, asymptomatic. He was home tweeting this game, staying very locked in, and uh, it remains to be seen if he will be available for Sunday's game against the Eagles. Um, hopefully he stays healthy and keeps uh, trending in the right direction because this Giants' defense could use Everything they have, um, you know, as this team builds towards full health, we got another one and, you know, a lot of ball game left. It's a 17-game season, and mm. this is just one tough one that the Giants are going to have to have a short-term memory and keep it moving forward. Sean O'Hare, thanks so much for joining on this episode of the Giants Huddle Podcast on the Giants app at Giants.com slash podcast and all popular podcast platforms. Giants Huddle Podcast feed also has the all-in NYG podcast presented by PNC Private Bank which celebrates the 10th anniversary of the Giants' Super Bowl 46 championship. For more reaction to the game, tune in to Big Blue Kickoff Live on the Giants app every weekday at 1230, or find archived episodes on the Big Blue Kickoff podcast feed. For Sean O'Hara, I'm Madeline Burke, and we will see you next time on the Giants Huddle podcast.